All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. It's unlike other podcasts in that it's mine. Brian Callen is on the show today. Brian Callen, the comedian and actor, very funny man. It's one of those episodes where, you know, some people can make me laugh, but some people can really fucking make me laugh. And uh, Brian Callen definitely has my number in that department. A lot of laughing. There's a lot of Mark laughing in this interview. He's got a special out called Complicated Apes. It's available on iTunes, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and more. But uh, he's here with me today. I'm thrilled with the feedback from the Brene Brown episode because I was very engaged in that conversation. There was a lot of stuff in it, if you listen to it, that uh, was important to me at this juncture in my life. Uh, Something's going on. Me, Mark, at 55 years old, something's happening. Me, Mark, has had enough of me on some levels. I've really fucking had enough of the of the patterns, the cycles, the circling back around. Could happen in a week, could happen in a year, but I have this issue of arriving at the same place, the same wall, the same chasm, the same cliff. I just, you know, I get tired of it. And uh, I got to do something because I can't I can't live with um, the way I am on some level. This is, I'm not being morose. This isn't a suicide note. I'm just uh, like I can't take it. Here's a here's an email that uh, made me feel a little better. Vulnerability and theatrical clown. Hey, Mark, I love the Brene Brown episode. It's scary how familiar your description of shame and guilt sounded to me. I did want to share with you my experience with embracing vulnerability, which I discovered in a surprising place, theatrical clown. A couple of years ago, my friends chipped in for a birthday present, a clown workshop at the Barrow Group in New York City. On the first day, our teacher talked about clown in terms of tension between vulnerability and resilience and acceptance of our own ridiculousness, which is a way to be fully present. I've since went on a bit of a journey and studied clown with Philippe Gallier, I think is how you say his name. Sasha Baron Cohen mentioned him on your podcast and a few other teachers and currently working on my own theatrical clown show. I don't know if there's a clown scene in L.A. Oh, let me tell you something, pal. There's there's many clown scenes in L.A. Sadly, none of them are on purpose. There's a lot of unintentional clown scenes on every level in this city, buddy. Anyways, here's a quote that puts it into better words than I could. Alex, been a regular listener since 2013. Did you ever get the Gogol Bordello record I sent you? I did, thank you. Not sure I liked it, but I got it. Here's the quote. Quote, a clown entering a performance space must experience pleasure at being there, even if that clown is nervous or afraid or unsure. A clown revealing his or her vulnerability must experience pleasure in doing so, even if what he or she reveals feels embarrassing or overwhelming. The clown's pleasure lets the audience know that it is okay, that it is okay for the audience to consider what the clown reveals, that the clown is okay with what he or she reveals, and that it is okay for the audience to be affected moved by what is revealed 
moved, provoked to tears or to laughter. Crucially, the clown's pleasure allows for the possibility of laughter. It allows the audience to laugh at the beauty of the clown's ridiculousness. And in laughing at the clown's ridiculousness, the audience laughs at its own, unquote. Sue Morrison, clowned through mask. So, look, I've been somewhat of a professional clown for a long time. I've certainly, you know, put my vulnerability out there in a way that, quite frankly, in some manifestations, has been emotionally unsafe. I, I think that, uh, that the angry clown, I mean, you've got your sad clowns, you've got your doofus clowns, your, you know, kind of uh, um, physical clowns. Uh, I was of the angry clown variety and i wasn't always sure that what i was saying was funny but i knew that there was vulnerability there's a certain amount of vulnerability and anger unfortunately it's destructive but but this is i i like the idea that i used to think about taking a clown course i was sort of fascinated with the idea that uh you know, every clown had to design his own makeup and every clown was personal. And, you know, when I've seen clown exercises, sometimes they just wear the nose and nothing else. I think that through my own work, I've sort of landed on certain elements of, of clowning. I definitely think I am a Mark clown. And I, but I appreciate that approach to vulnerability. It makes sense. And, and, uh, and I, you know, I, I, of course, on reading it, decided that... I indeed am a clown, and a lot of times I'm an unintentional clown. I'm in a rough place in a, in a lot of ways. It's just like I have this fucking some some something inside is just has a grip on my goddamn heart, and I gotta I gotta like let it go, and I'm not entirely sure how to do it. And um, it, it usually reveals itself in my more intimate relationships where I realize that, uh, you know, my vulnerability and my spectrum of vulnerability and my ability to sort of be myself is, is kind of in place, but, but there's a lot of dodging going on. You know, there's a lot of ways over the years from when I was a kid, you know, that I just learned how to sort of avoid that part of my heart. And I'm very aware of it. And I'm aware of the global climate. I'm aware of the cultural climate. And I'm aware of my own age. And some of the stuff that I talked about with Brene Brown was very, is it prescient? And just that, like, not knowing you know, how much longer I have and not knowing what it really looks like to get it right. But uh, I think as you get older, if you're hyper self-aware, like I am, I mean, what do I do during the day? It's all pretty self-involved. I don't have children. and. I have a a very sort of chaotic and um, anxiety-ridden inner life. But I have an outer life that is a little more calmer. I'm clearly not incapacitated. I can manage my life to a certain degree. Uh, but I can't seem to... I can't seem to not be, you know, somewhat defensive on a very deep level. And it's really annoying because I know it. I don't know if any of you experience this, but... Um, but I, I literally behave in a certain way. It's almost some sort of form of like it's like an it's like emotional ALS, you know. And and I'm, again, I'm not trying to trivialize anybody with with a horrible muscular disease. But the the idea of somebody with ALS in advanced stages, where you know their body is and muscles are completely unfunctional, but their brain and their inner life is you know completely 
functional and they're just sort of trapped in this, you know, non-functioning husk of a body. And they know that. Like, I think I have that in, in an emotional way where, where I know, you know, what my feelings are and, and what I need to do and, and what I desire to do in, in a, an open hearted way. But, but my exterior husk is this personality I've sort of designed through necessity and through fear to sort of uh, protect, you know, to, I guess it was to protect, but now I literally find myself behaving in certain ways and inside I'm like, don't do that. You know, don't say that. Don't act this way. Why are you acting this way? And it's just, it's happening. I'm, it's almost dissociative and, uh, and I'm tired of it and I need to bring those things together. You know, whatever I'm afraid of is long gone. I really want to work on this stuff. And, uh, you know, I've worked through a lot of stuff with you guys. And, you know, certainly I have, I have conversations with people. But uh, I got to get to the core of this shit. So, you know, these, in this second half here, this final quarter, wherever the fuck I'm at in my life, I can at least feel whole and, you know, true to myself to a degree, which I am. But see, the thing is, I, I've learned is that you can be true to yourself and still be an asshole. Like, yeah, I truly know that I'm being an asshole or I truly know that I'm being defensive, right? I am who I am and it's not great. This is who I, I'm being true to myself, but that deeper idea, the idea of wholeheartedness, uh, and I don't like these buzzwords, you know? I, you know, I, I didn't even know the word mindful. Um, I didn't, I, you know, mindful is a new word. I used to just call it self-obsessed. Mindful seems to be a more flowing, uh, a kind of less harsh word of uh, maybe not. To, it's not self-obsession because it's not as active. So I was uh, I was mindful times two, which is self-obsessed and, uh, you know, kind of always trying to to figure out that what the hell is wrong with me. And now, you know, I, I know what it is. I've danced around it. I've read the books. I've, I've gotten sort of models that, uh, you know, tell me what it is and, and I know certain things about myself, but I got to do some other fucking work, man. And I'm gonna, I, I call the new therapist. I'm going, and I'm not a guy that does that usually. Also, like, it's interesting that I've been getting emails and I, you know, I had that issue with the Buddhist, you know, and, um, I got another email from a Buddhist I got the angry Buddhist email from a guy who that thought I you know, was very angry, thought I just was so ignorant about Buddhism. And then I got this one, Buddhists, hilarity, and a guest idea. Dear Mark, Buddhist hilarity, I write in support of your wonderful fun poking at Buddhists in your podcast with Vincent D'Onofrio. While some may have found it ignorant, I'm no dummy and found it spot on funny. As a practicing Buddhist, I am flummoxed by the tendency of many of my brothers and sisters in compassion to turn into fragile appearing newborn bunnies. It's both false and misleading and therefore deserving of a bit of playful ridicule. I have the same reaction every time I attend many Buddhist functions, i.e. good God, really people. I assure you that many of us Buddhists who practice meditation daily, working toward our own enlightenment and the relief of suffering of all living beings, can kick ass aplenty, defend ourselves with mortal skill, and if necessary, eat our bunny brethren who choose to act like helpless little rodents. Bless their hearts. Yours in laughing suffering, Ben. Again, it's interesting that this is the second Buddhist uh, input I've gotten, and it, it did turn out to be, uh, you know, fairly 
aggressive there at the end. Uh, he understood the joke, uh, agreed with the uh, the sort of uh, lighthearted ridicule of it, but then said if he had to, he could uh, eat people and um, <laughs> and kill somebody if necessary. Maybe I do have a misunderstanding of Buddhists. <laughs> maybe maybe I really do, because the couple of emails I've gotten so far, wow. It's a cauldron in there, man. It's a cauldron when you make that decision. But I'm not going to mock it. I'm not going to mock it because I don't want that guy to, you know, kill me in a Buddhist way. So look, Brian Callen and I go back a bit. There was a period there I didn't think, I thought we had a problem, but he didn't seem to think so. But Brian has a stand-up special, Complicated Apes, that's available now on iTunes, Amazon Prime, and Google Play, and more, and, uh, you know, we see each other every so often, and I remember him back from back in the day. And and this is me and him, me and Brian Callen doing the thing. All right, so you can put you want more cans. Go ahead. I'll just talk to you. Wear them. It's better this way. You think so? Are you going to talk at that level? Or are you it's gonna, just kind of in my brand new so Is this the new thing? Yeah, I'll just whisper. It's Who are you? New, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke or John? Mickey, Mickey Rourke from the 90s. John Bernthal talk a little like that, too. He keeps it low. Come on, man. Yeah. You yeah. got to not reinvent yourself. Just yeah. be a guy. Yeah, you know that. You know thing. what I mean? Actors all want to be tough. It's just yeah. very sad. It's like you're not tough. Let's just all, you're, you're, you're into making believe, and that's okay. I'm the same way. I've always hated not being a tough guy. Really? Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like uh, I compensate for it. It's why I box and do all this. It's very sad. I still do. I haven't let go of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a terrible thing. You okay, you need to. You need to get. You need. To, it sounds like you need to get some things. I do. I'm glad we're here. <laughs> like right out of the gate. You're gonna, let's just unload? start talking. Is it time to unload? Yeah, let's just unload. I'm going to cry <laughs> into the mic softly, right away, softly. No, you, you can make it loud. Okay, good. <laughs> well, you have you have a hand gripper, so I can do this in case I want to get some. It's dude, a, it's a hard one. It's not easy. <laughs> it's I got now. Don't kid yourself. I got a vice like grip. Yeah, I know. For an actor, you're, well, for you're a, like you're an exercise guy. Oh yeah, please. Now I, I just want to try to figure out. I was trying to remember why I I, I thought we had problems. Do you remember? Yeah, but I've never felt that way. Somebody said, Mark said that you don't like him. And I went, I've never had that thought in my fucking life. In fact, yeah. I remember we spent time together back in the day. We yeah. were just kind of hanging out and then, you know, life gets in the way. But, yeah. but I, I never thought yeah, that. I, I don't know where I got that in my head or why. I have, I have a deep kinship only because you and I knew each other 25 years ago. I know, dude. And, and I always thought you were not only painfully funny, but very smart yeah. and- and you didn't get your success until later in life. Yeah. So when I see somebody who sits in that cut and <laughs> and, and never gives up and then and then sees all that success, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. That that's that's more than the American dream. Yeah. That takes a lot of grit. Yeah. I think you know I, yeah, I it's, thinking, it's something I admire. I'm thinking like I because I, like, you know, I make like you you walk in, you ask me if I you know the guy, Brendan Shaw his name Brendan Brendan Schaub. Schaub. He's the, he on the podcast, right? Yes. The fighter and the yeah. kid, is that Yes, yes. That's your podcast, one of them. Didn't you yes. do another one with Dalia? The uh, the ten minute podcast. But you're out of that. No, and I, I have mixed mental arts now, where I talk to academics, I read books, and talk to oh yeah the smartest people I can find, and, uh-huh. uh, and yeah. try to. You and Rogan you know, are doing the sort of you know enlightened. Uh, he does know, it better than I do. The enlightened uh, 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 ex meatheads. 
This is exactly right. In, I, I, I want to be a meathead, but I just don't have the bone structure, and, and, and nor do I have the brain you, you, to be an intellectual. You, you like being lean. I do. I, I like being yeah, facile. Yeah. Like, facile. Right. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. The better way is, I, I want you to describe it this way. Brian yeah. is facile and elastic. And, facile and elastic. Yeah. Now, now ask, me how Flexible. I do, ask me how I do against a regular guy in a fight. What's a regular guy? Just say, hey, Brian, how would you do in a how fight? How would you do uh, in a fight against a regular guy? I'll keep him busy. <laughs> See? That's, that I your, like saying tough guy is that, is that your character? Yeah, yeah. Keep him busy. Yeah, keep him busy. <laughs> but like you like you said that he thinks I don't like him because he's a jock. And I don't know that a lot of times that's in, in my main issue. Well- I, I think that I think it's more like uh, he's a dick. Yes. But I don't think he's a dick because I don't know him, but I think it gets confused. I don't have a fundamental problem with people who do athletics, but if they're assholes, then you know, well, they're you, athletic You might assholes. feel like they're, he might be a bully- or a guy who measures strength in only one way, well, which is he's, he's sort of yeah. put a lot of thought into this. So is was but he's he not? No, he's not. He's he was not never. That. No, no. Okay. Brendan is very unique because he's very funny. Yeah. He's a comic now. Right. He wanted to be a comic. He just happened to have. He was kind of. He has the. He always says, I, "I'm like a dolphin in the body of a great white." I, uh-huh. He just has this impossible body that, yeah. that that does what he tells it to do, and he's just he's all a muscle. big fella. I Giant see him. Man. I see him at the store, right? Yeah, but all he wanted to be was Mark Maron or no Adam Sandler. I'm not kidding. He oh, wants yeah. to be. He wants I, to be Jared Leto. I, I, he dresses I, like Jared Leto. That's a weird uh, tri- tri- triumvirate you just mentioned. Sandler, me, or Jared Leto. You're all That's the same a, person. Is, is there You're one all, frequency? No, no, no. I just I, I lump you all into one. <laughs> When I see you, I see Leto. Well, we knew, like, I think you and I, I here's where I, I think I could track the resentment. Yeah. If I had one. Oh, if, for- if I projected onto you. Yeah. I think, like, when we were in New York, I, if I'm not mistaken, many years ago, mm-hmm. at, it was a Luna Lounge thing. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, probably the first time we met, right? Mm-hmm. Luna Lounge. Probably. In the 90s. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't, I, like, I didn't, I don't remember, you came out of nowhere, and uh, I didn't have any sort of uh, way to, I didn't know you were a comic and I couldn't decide whether you were or not. Yes. yes at that yes, time. Yes, yeah, that makes you sense. You would just, you come on. <laughs> I can't remember if you did characters, but it was all very amped up. It was very you physical. Came, you came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, where, where does this fucking guy come from? And at that time. <laughs> and I was always super prepared. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. so you guys would go up there and improvise. You guys were these experienced comics and you were the cool guys. I was so terrified of not being funny that I would prepare to the nth degree. Right. So if you weren't funny, at least you were uh, a- animated and engaging. That's right. That I, guy's I, trying very hard and he's I just moving. wanted people to like me, which was very rather <laughs> pathetic and sad. I, I never had enough. I, 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 I remember one time uh, Jeffrey Tambor, who was my teacher, my acting teacher, said, yeah. you've got a self-esteem problem. And somebody in the back said, thank God. In other words, that's why he's funny. And I was like, yeah, I guess I do. You know? but, I didn't, but did you like? Did you ever, you, you didn't do club comedy in New York, did you? I started, but I didn't do the road. I was always doing like Stand Up New York oh. and the comic strip. Those are my home home clubs. Oh, okay. And I was always writing. Yeah. Um, and then I took a long time off because I wanted to be an actor. I remember I was in theater school forever. And and I came to, to LA and I would do two plays a year and I was at the Beverly Hills Playhouse and I was right. always doing scenes and I was just trying to get jobs. Right. I would sometimes. I got, well, I got, yeah, well, I got questions about that. But let's, let's like go back though. Like where, where did you like come from? I grew up all over the world. Is that true? Yes. So I, was born, I don't know why I would doubt it. Yeah, I was born. I moved to the United States for the first time when I was fourteen. So you're, you were you were not an American citizen. I was. I well, I was born in the Philippines, so I could have oh, chosen to be from the Philippines or yeah. from the United States. Call me crazy, but I decided 
the, I'm not crazy about Duterte, so I decided yeah. to, you know, he's not keep your my guy. American. He's not my guy. Yeah. I like to smoke weed once in a while, and yeah. I don't feel like getting killed Kill by a vigilante you. mob supported yeah. by the government. There's the guy. Yeah. Don't hurt him. He just wants to be liked. He's I don't funny. Want be, I don't want to be thrown in the Bay of Manila because yeah. I'm a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. So, no, um, so, so I was born in the Philippines. Was, was I lived your dad in, in the military? He was, he was a banker, but I believe he probably also worked for the government. Now, ask me what specifically he did. Ask me, watch this. What did he do for the government? You keep waking up free every morning, and he'll do what he does. How's that sound, Mark Marin? See that? See if that? I tell you. I got to take you out. Yeah, yeah. All right? Yeah. By the way, he's retired in Utah, and he's, he's in Park City, and he skis all day. Oh, he's a Utah guy? Yeah. Well, he's a Wisconsin guy originally. But Philippines, India, Lebanon. How long in India? Uh, we were in Calcutta and Bombay for a total of about a year and a half. How old were you? I was a baby. I was very young. So you have any recollection? No. But you do have a, a you're, you're facile with the, uh, with the accents. I am because I grew up around those cultures. You were sort of uh, sponging it up. Yes. Then yeah. I moved to Lebanon. Lebanon. I remember very well. Because your dad's a banker for the military. Well, and then Pakistan, not well, a hot spot at all. And then back to Lebanon. Uh-huh. Then, back and forth. Yeah. And then evacuated on, to Greece. He was on the run. Something like that. Uh-huh. Again, don't ask too many questions. He was, he was, Watch this. Move in. The walls come hey, down. What's going on? Get him. Take him down. <laughs> he just hood over your head. And then, and then I Saudi Arabia for three years. Yeah, this sounds fishy. I know it does. And then I'm 14, and I come to boarding school. Family still in Saudi Arabia, where I go to boarding school in Massachusetts, Northfield, Mount Hermon. Now, now, how much of this do you remember? What parts of the world do you remember having experiences in as a as a person that Lebanon could, from Lebanon on. And Lebanon where were you in Beirut. Lebanon? In Beirut. Now, really? During yeah. during the thing? During the war. I guess we there's in. always a thing. Well, we were, no, uh, we were there at the start of the Civil War. Mm. And then we were there for six months. Yeah. We used to, have to sleep on the floor. Really? You'd hear machine guns. You know? No, it, were you in, on a base or in a. No, a, in, no we were civilians. We were, we were in Just had a house? Yeah, we were in an, an apartment. apartment. And I went back in 1981 and didn't recognize anything from my childhood. Because it had I, been. I, it had all been devastated. It was oh my terrible. god! So like, so you're there. That's terrifying. It's traumatic. It's interesting because um, I'm in therapy for the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah, and what's very interesting is that mm. when you have to move every two years yeah. or whatever, you have to make friends very quickly, but you also have to say goodbye very quickly. Right. And so you learn how to not necessarily make deep connections, or at least always have one foot out. Which gets in your way as you get older in your yeah, life. Yeah, with your with yeah. Yeah, but it's why I'm a stand-up. It's also why I think I learned how to ingratiate myself very quickly to people. Now, a lot of that has to be undone because you don't want to be the kind of comic that's only about laughs. You want to try to say something and you, be specific. And you think you're, you're having success in undoing it, but oddly, I don't know. I it, think so, but it's taken me. I'm 52 for Christ's sake. I know, I know. Yeah. But you're you're holding up all right. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you did shift a little into old guy a couple years ago. I know. I'm, my, my, I'm getting my I'm getting my eyes done. I'm just gonna have my face tightened a little bit. Look at that, Mark. Yeah, I was, look at that. Huh? <laughs> right? I mean, look at that. Look at the difference. Fucking regular guy. Bang. There's Brian from 1998. I, I used to watch you. I, I used to watch, look at you, and I'd be like, man, it's a guy. But he had a full-time job trying him trying to stay young. And oh, dude, fighting that clock, working out. I still box. It's so sad. I get. I mean, it's just the whole thing is hilarious. At least I'm not taking testosterone. I know there are guys who do that. What does oh, that do? They're taking human growth. I, every guy I know doesn't, my age doesn't human growth. Like I think like there. I I think I saw somebody who we know who was taking human growth, and it looked like he had. You know, like a, extra body. Oh, God, dude, you get your skin when, looks like a hot dog. You're too veiny. I don't want to be 
I don't want to be 55 and super veiny and dyeing my hair. I, I don't want to be that. They're not fooling anybody, but you know, not no. unlike, I think, uh, you know, some people who get drastic plastic surgery, it, we all are, have this body dysmorphia to where those people, they, I think they look in the mirror and they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they don't see what we see like that guy's in trouble. That's right. They look in the mirror and go like, I'm, I'm holding on. I'm That's doing exactly, it. <laughs> this is why even when I exercise, I could never, I could never do the bodybuilding. I'd love to be more muscular. I'd like to, I'd like to eat more and be, I'd like, I've always wanted to be a big guy. Right? Yeah. But that would take the kind of effort I'm not willing to do because it, it's almost like if there's a line out there, I might do, I might do a little blow, but I'm never going to buy blow. Right, you know, it's the right. idea of, I'm not going to make an effort to look that good. Well, how long will you hang out with the guy with the blow? Though? Well, you know, again, <laughs> I'll promise I'll start a business with him, whatever it takes to get to it. But you and won't buy it. I'm not going to buy it, dude. I got my standards. You'll entertain him. It's, can, the, it's the same thing with, you know, I'm not going to do concentration curls because it's going to make my arms a little more and muscular. And also, but you get, it's uncomfortable to eat that much. All I of think. it. It's all, it's all. It's all vanity, and I think as you get older, the idea would be to try to let go of a lot of and that. And remain flexible. To be elastic. Elastic, right. Elastic and facile. But I like this idea that, like, because, I, I mean, I too, like, I think, but I didn't grow up like you, that when you have to leave quickly and you're there quickly, you got to make new friends, so, like, innately you don't create, you know, attachments that are too deep because it's too painful when yeah. you have to go, and you yeah. learn that early on. But I find that, like, uh, you know, I don't make the deepest attachments <laughs> because, like, uh, you know, I fall apart when they end. Mm. You know, like, you know, if, if I like some Somebody, I, I get very focused, and that's my only friend. Yeah, and you know, you're the guy. Wow. And then, like, you know, once you say something that's like judgmental or hurtful, I'm like, you fuck. What the? F-? You know, like, I'm crazy. Where, do you, where does that come from? I've noticed that from you. I've always seen. I've always <laughs> thought of you as being a wounded guy. Like a. I've always had yeah. a. I've always thought you were great, but I, you you always struck me as generally wounded and sad. Yeah, yeah. Or, or and, and afraid to make those connections. One hundred percent. Because I always got the sense that you yeah. didn't think you were worth being friends with almost you you know you're always like it'd be like this it'd be like uh like a deer like if yeah, i move too yeah. quickly you'll run yeah 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 like, yeah oh god this guy's he's kind of yeah, but which unfortunately which by the way is part of your talent and part of right. your intelligence i but, think i know. think wounded is good but i think i've gotten uh how did it ha- what is my problem my parents were very self-involved so i kind of mm-hmm. had to like you know put my personality together whatever you know i could yeah. i kind of cobble it together myself from people who i idolized you know by the and, way yeah again thank god yeah, right. But I mean, I mean, but because of that, I, I think that uh, I fundamentally don't trust people and I think they're fucking with me. Mm. And and I, I think for a lot of years, I always assumed that everyone else had it figured out. So if anyone was approaching me, I'm like, oh, here's a fucking other asshole. It's got yeah. it figured out. Do you ever hear Stephen Jobs say, when I no. figured out that the world was made by people no smarter than myself? Yeah. Although he's a very smart guy. Yeah. But, also but, dead. Yes, and also dead. But I, I, I think that's kind of what happens as you get older, as you realize that nobody knows that's all bullshit. anything. And yeah. and I'd, I'd see a title like PhD, you know, for a long time. Well, they know things. I couldn't audition for men in their in suits who were yeah. in their 50s because my father was such a presence, such a giant in my life. What, you were afraid of suits? I was afraid. I, I generally felt like I would revert back to being a little boy. Uh-huh. And I, 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 I was just- In a suit? <laughs> What if I saw a man in a suit in his fifties, yeah. a white man in a suit, yeah. and he was like, "If I had to audition, yeah, right. for a guy, yeah. I immediately would freeze up." Really? Isn't that funny? It's traumatizing. Like yeah. that you were traumatized by suits, by the power of the suits. Yes, I think that's I thought the they were right, and they were men, and yeah. I was a boy. Yeah, and I didn't become a man. Yeah, until I was about thirty-three. 34, huh. 35. Really? Yeah, until I was no longer intimidated by anybody. 
in regards to what their fucking title is like. But can, how 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 long you know in a in a particular situation, perhaps a torture situation, would it take for you to become a boy again? Well, dude, I meditate and I I I, I leave my body. Yeah. So. Uh, so, it's, so that's it's, what you would do? That's exactly. That's yeah. supposed to be in a boy? In the Gulag Archipelago, Alexander Solzhenitsyn said, anybody who tells you they've stood up to interrogation yeah. hasn't been interrogated right. properly. So, uh, I would sing like a canary. Okay. So now you're, you're leaving Beirut. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I go you, to Greece. But see, that's another thing. You, you had to leave quickly because you said you were evacuated. We were evacuated. What do you mean? What happened? The war. So if you were there- What the fuck was your dad doing? He couldn't get back into the country, in fact, if I remember properly. Into what? He was, into he America? was overseas, yeah. and he couldn't get back into Lebanon, so then they- the, my, I remember my friends, I think they're, Stephen Katib, was, his family was evacuated in an armored car. We weren't. We got in a, we got in a car and drove off. Because at the time, they weren't going to- They weren't- Americans were fairly safe. Right. It, this was a war between the Christians and the Muslims primarily, yeah. and then that broke into a thousand different factions. Right. But, you know, we got the hell out of there, went to Greece. How was Greece? Amazing. How long were you there? Two and a half years. That's, I'd, I'd like to go to Greece. I've never been You've there. You've never been to Greece? No. Have you Athens gone back? Athens is amazing, but the, the islands, when you, yeah. go to those, when you go to Corfu, when you go to those, when you go to those uh, olive orchids. Did you eat octopus? The, yes, it's so yes. good. There, they right? beat it against the rocks. Yeah, to yeah, tenderize it. Yeah, yeah. Grill it up. Forget it. A lot of good fish. And you go to you go to those those islands, and every house is white. It's yeah. plaster, white plaster. It looks so pretty oh, to me. The Aegean Sea, the Mediterranean. Forget it. Most beautiful women on the planet. Uh-huh. Beautiful people. Yeah, gorgeous people. And then you, um, not the most friendly in some ways. They, they don't even like each other. But, I, I, I generally have a good feeling for for Greeks because of the uh, restaurants. It's it's a great I, I, place. Just like you know, when I lived in Astoria, I was like, these are great people. They yeah. understand fish and greens, yeah. and it's and all very are. basic olive oil. Yeah, a few different types of uh, feta cheese, but you know, not too too not you know, not too many choices. That's right. That's right. Simple <laughs> olives, stuff. So olives, olives are good. That that Greek pita that's yeah. a little fluffier than yeah. regular pita doesn't. It's not a pocket bread. No. I, yeah, I, uh, I, I, my point of reference is usually food. Me too. But uh, with India too, like uh, all these places. So you're in Greece for two and a half years and you're, you're like, uh, is that where you lost your virginity, Greece? Uh, Saudi Arabia, I was 14 years old. Uh-huh. Was it uh, on purpose? Yes. I slid it in. <laughs> I remember going, holy cow, this is crazy. How long did that I don't think take? I, I don't think I said holy cow, but in my mind. <laughs> How long did that take? I, 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 I very quickly. I Very quickly. In Saudi I, I Arabia. I couldn't believe it was happening. I almost fainted, if I remember. I'm for real. I almost fainted. It was just like, what uh, am I doing here? Yeah. I, st- yeah. I still almost faint, generally. Do you really? <laughs> you seem like a hell of a lover. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah. All I, right. Take I, it I, easy. I, I, <laughs> you, you got serious for a second. I'm all right. <laughs> that's what- that's I've heard. It. No, listen. I've, I've heard. heard. That's what you guys do. I know what you're doing. You're breaking me down. It's what you fucking- The rumor on the street. Uh-huh. That's what you guys do, you're right? Like a, you're like a cheetah with human yeah. skins, bro. I, how, how do I disassemble the neurotic- uh, yeah. Look, I, you know, you, Mr. Alpha fella. I'm not an alpha. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not either. I'm an I'm alpha. Always, I'm always shocked when a woman likes me. I'm a, I, I've said in my special, I'm sort of an alpha pussy. Like, yeah, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm that tier of alpha. I, I'm where the guy's saying, like, look at that fucking you know, meathead over there. The real alpha is... Well, I don't know. You've, you've, uh, right. What you've done mm-hmm. is you've made it in an impossible business and done it all on your own. Yeah, but is that? do you really think those things hold up, the alpha beta thing? No. I don't think I it's a real those. thing. I hate that talk it's a, because... It's not a real category. It's like, uh, it ain't right. 
I talk about this in, in my in my special. The new one? Yeah. The it, one you're promoting? Yeah. The Complicated Apes, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm the worst Complicated Ape. Uh, but, but, is that a one-man show? It may as well be. It's, yeah. it's basically an argument for, one of the arguments is the idea that, this idea of alpha and all this is, you know, look, we are smart and, and we are, courageous yeah. and we are uh, strong yeah. in very limited ways. Everybody's a dumb, weak coward, yeah. uh, depending on the situation. Sure. And when you know how to navigate a situation, there are plenty of Navy SEALs that would be terrified to do what we do with a mic in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. It just depends on what you have been trained for and what your proclivity is to begin with. Right. And I think that's why when when you but they're not going to you know they're not going to airdrop a bunch of comics into a war zone they, of course not because that's not our job when no. when isis is coming over the wall you don't go where's marin and callan <laughs> yeah you don't yeah, do that no uh but but in fact though what makes our culture interesting yeah. and strong is mm. that we represent and we protect all the strengths yeah. soft strength you yeah. know i do this thing about how steven elastic. jobs uh, elastic and facile strengths yeah. <laughs> steven jobs sucked at crossfit i guarantee yeah. yeah but he was very strong and an alpha in what he did I'm sure so if you start measuring strength the way the russians do all due respect which is the strongest man with the biggest gun yeah. or the biggest muscles right your culture ironically in your country will be not creative and not very strong. This sounds like a hilarious bit. It's hilarious, yeah, guys. Wait till you get complicated hates. <laughs> bring a notebook. It's basically a TED Talk, guys. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm the worst. I, I'm not going to do my, a bunch of jokes. No, I don't special. want you to. I know. I, I, I like the uh, summarization. I'm curious about it. Yeah. I didn't get to see it. I'm proud of it. I, I wouldn't tell you to watch anything other than this. You seem, you, you seem like a, a thoughtful monster. I think so. I try to be. <laughs> So when you, you, you seem like a thoughtful narcissist, <laughs> okay. you are. I was please. trying to be diplomatic. Please, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe a little. So, like in Greece, so you go from Greece to Saudi Arabia, yeah, and Saudi then, and you lose your virginity immediately, and then you leave. No, not immediately. It took uh, me uh, took me two years. Oh yeah, I fell in love with my my girlfriend. Then I had to leave immediately and say goodbye to my dog and my girlfriend, and never saw them again. Yeah, what, yeah. Wait, were they? Uh, what, what? They were still in Saudi Arabia, and then I think she moved to Turkey. And my dog, dog probably game. wandered the streets and died. Uh, no big deal. I was a boy and his dog. And then I was in- You had a school. dog and you just had to leave the dog? Your dad was like, fuck the dog? Well, you know, it's a, it's a sad story, but yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why did he get you a dog? Well, I got the dog. I, th I found the dog on the street when I was, you know, two years before. And then, it's terrible. You know, yeah, it was sad. No, now, I had a ther therapist say, you suffered a- Abuse. Yeah. When I, when he heard about my childhood, but I don't. I reject. What's that, your mom doing all during all this? Learning the language, immersing herself in the culture, and they're wise. I love my parents. Yeah. Still around. But, but they yeah. But they were doing. Well, they were doing there. their they're best and alive? did a great job. Yeah, they're and, both alive. And they're together. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that incredible? It is incredible. It's so hard. So all right. So you're in Saudi Arabia. How long? Two and a half. And you're years. like 15, 16 years yeah. old. Yeah. Two that years. Two and a half. Yeah. That must have been. No, I'm, I was fourteen. Uh, I left at fourteen. That must have been mind blowing. It was all mind blowing. It was all mind blowing because you were you were a minority yeah. in a strange land. Yeah. I was always you know, and by the way, in that process I traveled to communist China, communist uh Russia, I, I, the Soviet Union at the with time. Your, with your dad, the banker. Uh, yep. Uh -huh. I, I went to Yemen. I went to all those countries, Africa, you know, those parts of the world in the 70s and 80s when they were still developing, when they were still communist. So it was a very different experience. And what was, what was your reactions? Were you, Shame, mostly. Oh. Be because I was so lucky. Because I was always, oh, I, I saw see. real starvation. I saw what leprosy looks like on someone's face. Yeah. I saw what, what starving children were. I saw all that. Yeah. And, and I was the kid who was behind 
a, a glass pane in, a, in an air conditioned car as an American. Right. That and so you when you see that as a boy. It's very difficult to put that into context. Why did I get lucky? Why did the math fall in my favor? Yeah, well, and your dad's yeah. what going to meet diplomat. My father was doing a lot of that stuff. He was, uh, but but he, have well, you really pressed him about his job? No. Okay. Uh, yes, but he won't tell you. Yeah. Right. No, but he was a banker, and yeah. he did spend a lot of time. He knew he. I think he met Saddam Hussein back in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. I mean, because you know, back City when Bank was, at he the was time. Fun. Back well, back when, when Saddam was like when know, he was a good when he was yeah, our friend, just a you know party guy. <laughs> when he was yeah. our buddy. Yeah. Before he got all crazy about those. Yeah. WMDs that didn't uh, exist. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Are you saying that Iraq was a mistake, sir? <laughs> Might uh, have been. Goddamn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. A, it was. A, it was an interesting. All of those things lend themselves to who you become, I suppose. I guess, but like, it's sort of a, a fascinating thing. Like, have you? Do you, do you, do you, are you able to go back? Do you find that you've blocked some of the memories, or it's all just active? Is any none of it was traumatic? Yeah. I don't like to. The, people have traumatic memories. I had a charmed childhood. Yeah, yeah. It came with a cost and a price. Yeah. But for the most part, I never wanted for a goddamn thing, and I had such an amazing experience. And do you have siblings? I have a sister. Oh, younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and she was there too. She was there too. Wow. Yeah. She's less sensitive than I am. Oh yeah, she's yeah. more uh, uh, callous, Callan. She's more of a, she's more of somebody who who only deals with what she can see and measure. She's uh-huh. not. A, she doesn't. She's not a head case like I am. And what, what's her job? She uh, was banker? a banker and then married a, a a banker who retired at forty. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're doing good. They're doing just fine. They live Wait. in Bing Crosby's old house. Oh, here. Yeah. All right, like Goldman yeah. Sachs type of shit. That kind of shit. Four yeah. four kids. Wow, it's yeah, a lot. Yeah, he manages my money. I'm ignorant. I just give it to him. Oh, and that works out. Yeah, I don't know anything. So you leave Saudi Arabia in a hurry. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, had to leave the at dog. the time, and probably still, you couldn't go to high school there if you were a foreigner. Huh? They didn't have schools for foreigners, so you had to go to boarding school. Uh-huh. So I had a choice between Switzerland or the United States. But don't they send a lot of their the rich, uh, the yes. upper class there send a lot of their kids to boarding schools, yes, they right? Do. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So Switzerland or the United States, mm-hmm. those were your options. And you're an yeah. American. You're identifying as American. You Always feel American. Always identified as American. Yeah. Because I wanted to be. Yeah. Well, you were, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you go to you go to boarding school. Yeah. Where? Northfield, Mount Hermon. Where's that? Massachusetts for four years. And was that one of those- uh, I became a wrestler, you guys. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And was that one, uh, one of those uh, ex- exclusive- uh, uh, aristocracy. These no. these guys are going to do things. Boarding schools. No, I didn't get into those schools. I uh, didn't get into Andover and Exeter. I didn't nothing? have the grades, sir. Yeah, I went to a place called Northfield Mount Hermon. At the yeah. time, fifty five percent of the kids there were on scholarship, uh-huh. and uh, we even had uh, refugees. We had kids who were older uh, who went to school. So it was an it was almost like a college. It was very diverse. Right. Really cool. Yeah. Really good experience. Well rounded uh, life you've had. I think so. So what'd you what'd you do there? You wrestled. Yeah, I wrestled. I, I, I rolled around <laughs> on the mat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your, your voice that is. was a life change. That was a life changing experience. That's why I, that's why I'll keep you busy if you come at me. I'll meet you halfway, Mark. I'm just saying. You know that though, bro. You know that. I mean, I assess you. I just see I see openings when I look at you, bro. I, look, I see openings is all I'm trying to say. And I'm going to teach you how to close those openings down when you take my yeah, workshop. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. A man's got an out of grapple. You know, if I get underhooks on you, you're going for a fucking ride. Oh, you know that. You know that. I always bring it down to that. I got that. I got a lot of soda in my voice right now. Yeah. So, uh, you got a pocket knife. I had a guy who knows about knives. Yeah. And he, and he had a knife and he goes... He goes, I can open you up. If I open you up, I start cutting your arms. You lose hydraulics in eight seconds. 
you lose hydraulics <laughs> in eight seconds. Who's that guy? Oh, he's, a, he's a guy who teaches knife fighting. Uh-huh. Why do I know him? Because my friend was writing a book and I met him. I had to come meet this guy. And he's a, he's a <laughs> knife expert. You lose hydraulics. You lose hydraulics in eight seconds. <laughs> what is that? He cuts your tendons? I guess, I guess you, you can't move your arms. Oh, I don't know. God. I was like, oh, so a knife, you can kill me in eight seconds with a knife. That's, that's very true. Oh, so like... But do you hang out with these kind of guys all the time? I don't. I don't. But I do like them. <laughs> Something about them. I like being, I like, I enjoy being included in a Spartans conversation. Mm-hmm. So I have friends that were SEAL Team 6 guys. And I, I, I've always wanted to be that guy yeah. partially. Yeah. And so when I get to hang out with them and talk like a man, you know, mm, yeah. throw another surf on the fire, you mm. know, that kind of stuff. Stakes. Uh, I I love playing that character. But you're not that guy. No, I wish I. I'm, but unfortunately, you keep saying that you got to be some version of it. You. No, I look. I I I I need sleep. I get colds easily, and I yeah, get cold easily. I'm not buying it. You you seem like you, you know you could probably. I'll keep you busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've already established. I'll keep you busy. We've established. I'll meet you halfway, Mark. All right. So but I'm not going to make it in the SEAL teams. It would yeah. never happen. I get cold too easily. Something would break. But you didn't want to. Yeah, but even if I wanted to. I did know? sports long enough to know how tough I'm not. Really? Yeah. So, but, so you weren't a good wrestler? I was a good wrestler. Yeah. I was a good wrestler. So what, what sport was it that taught you that you were not so tough? Uh, uh, well, I, I, I also fought. I also like competed in full contact Taekwondo. In high school? And no, in college. And, and All right, beyond, so you go to high school, beyond. you're wrestling. Yeah. And I no to, acting. I go to college to wrestle. We, oh, okay, but and you know I, acting in high school. Uh, no, some acting in, in college. Was that a big like? Were, is that was a like a secret? Uh, did, you, did you not tell your jock friends that you were? Well, I didn't have a... jock friends. Nah. No, I didn't have jock friends ever. No, I never. I didn't watch. Remember, I didn't grow up with American sports. Uh huh. I didn't watch football. I didn't grow up watching baseball, so I didn't know how to have Sports Illustrated conversations. Uh huh. In fact, I remember when I was, <laughs> I was getting on a plane and yeah. I saw two jockey guys with with baseball hats and they right. were reading sports illustrated and they were talking yeah and i knew i was going to sit next to them and i said to the steward, i said to the waitress uh the flight attendant, i said hey is there any other seat i can't sit next to those guys and yeah because i'm gonna have to talk to sports and i don't know sports and yeah. i'm gonna have to fake it and i don't have the energy right now <laughs> did they i mean that's the tr- that's a true did story she give you another seat she did. Yeah. She got me. Oh, really? Yeah. You switched out with somebody? Yeah. I, sh- I switched out. <laughs> so you didn't have to do that thing? I just, yeah, I said my back or something. You bullshit. can't do that now? Well, I can talk sports, but I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to be general with you. Uh huh. What do you I, mean? I like- can talk MMA, mixed martial arts. That's, yeah, right. I like boxing and mixed martial I like the fight game because you can't fake so, it. So, okay, so you're, you, you, you go to, you're on a wrestling scholarship? No, I went college? to college. I, I went to college to wrestle. Okay. I was going to wrestle in college. Yeah. Hurt my back. I had gone to Dan Gable's wrestling camp in Iowa. Is it, where they, should I know that? It's a nightmare. Dan Gable was a, an Olympian who won a gold medal and didn't have a point scored against him. <laughs> but so but was, every wrestling kid knows that camp. Every wrestling kid knows that Dan Gable and that camp. Yeah. And it was the craziest thing I'd ever been to. And I went, I'm 17. I go, I, I go. if this is what D1 wrestling is, I, I came back my senior year yeah. and beat everybody, but I think one person. And and I, But I was like, if that's what D1 wrestling is, sucking weight and, and working that hard, I don't like it enough. And and so I- So that's where you realized it. I, yeah. And then I wanted to learn how to, again, I wanted to know how to do karate and martial arts and, I, you know- And this, you, you went to the camp in high school one summer? Yeah. yeah. Or two summers? One summer. Yeah. And yeah. and you, you were good though. I guess You're, so. But you made a choice. Better than I should have been. You're like, fuck this. Yeah. 
but you stayed in the game and, and you kept in more elastic professions. I'll, be, I, I'll bear down if I have yeah, to. Right, but 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 you wanted to to open it up a little. I want well, so so I, I went to. I don't know the I, lingo. I, I, no, I love the way you're talking. <laughs> I love the way you're talking. You want to open it up? We're gonna have. You're gonna take my lingo class, my <laughs> workshop. It's not a class, but and and but I I had my first experience. I I grew up thinking that a yeah. man. Yeah. Was a proto- My father was a prototype, Marine, 6'4", 250, and-, and Oh, just, he's a Marine. Oh, yeah, a badass. Yeah. And I grew up not being that. Yeah. And thinking that's what, I, that's what a man was. Oh, so that was your struggle. There you go. And I, for the first time, I was 23. Yeah. And my wonderful acting teacher, Richard Pinter, from yeah. the Neighborhood Playhouse, I went to audition. I was terrified. New York? I said, yeah, I want to be an actor. Yeah. Terrified. And he was a giant, he had this giant mustache. He was a gay man with a big mustache. Yeah. How'd that and, make you feel? Uh, well, we dated for a while, yeah. and I realized I was straight. Oh, good. Well, I had no choice. Nice. No, he had this mustache. He was a macho guy, but he was the first guy to kind of say, hey, you're emotional. You're not a dog. You're not a bear. You're a cat. And that's okay, because that's a form of masculinity. Uh-huh. Stop trying to be a tough guy. Masculine, masculine men can be funny and sensitive, and they can cry. <laughs> And I was always a. Did you cry then? I I was a, I was a, I've always been moment? emotional. In that moment, I hope you cried. Yes, I've spent my whole my whole life trying to be something else. <laughs> I'm really coming clean on this podcast. Are you? Nobody listens though, right? No, not at all. Not at all. No, but that but that's very interesting that be, because it seems like that struggle is is what is what's made you uh, is your whole personality. I think really so. like you know like you know who you are, but yeah. but the, you know what you want to be is still sort of overbearing. Of course, <laughs> of course, I'd have to trust my. Well, who I really am is hard to face. Sure, you well, you'd probably still be with the guy with the big mustache. That would not say. I'd be scrubbing his floor and wearing that blonde wig as he calls well, me his Dutch boy. Whatever you want. You're, well, it was his 20 bucks and I needed help with my rent. So. You're a cat. Why do you got to bring up these traumatic you're, memories? You're a cat. I'm a cat. I'm, I'm, he called me kitten. There's no shame in being a cat, right? All right. Finally. Well, I guess it started with Mark Marin when he gave me permission to be a kitten. <laughs> So, but okay, but when okay, so I'm just trying to track this. So you go for the wrestling, but you start doing theater. When does that like really? When do you like? Because that must have been some sort of big decision. I think so. The In big decision college? was deciding to actually try to be an actor. I was working at uh, I worked at Lehman Brothers. Where'd you go? Where'd you go to college? American University. Where's that? Oh, in, in, in DC. DC. Oh, okay. Yeah. History major. Yeah. And then I, I talked my way into a job at Lehman Brothers. I then. I then have this crisis after about 18 months. I woke up from a nap. And as I said, a banker? You were working as a banker? I sure was. Huh. And I woke up with this crisis. I said, if I don't try to be an actor, I think I'm going to become a very small person. I could feel myself becoming small and petty. And Small I'm not, in a suit. Yeah, I was terrible. I didn't like myself very but much. But you've done some plays? Like in, you got the bug I had somewhere? Done, I had done plays in college. Like what? Like big parts? Like I did what a was... play called As Is. Yeah, I played a gay. Yeah, a gay. You know, guy. It was and that was that was kind of shocking and and very weird for me to as a play straight that. kid. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I met I met a guy who had AIDS. This yeah. is 1988. Yeah, and uh, it, he was dying, and mm. I knew he was going to die. Mm. That was a terrifying disease for us back yeah, then. Sure. Um, and so, uh, uh, but still but, pretty terrifying. Of course, it is. But yeah. but but it Manageable. was such a death sentence back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was just. And a, you and I both saw people. I'm sure. I'm, sure. You know, you watched them die slowly and very undignified, very difficult. But so, uh, but then I did some other plays, and then I I quit. I said, this is this is this is silly. I need to come to my senses. 
and be, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then be I your heard, dad. I heard a woman talking. <clears throat> uh, I think it was on NPR somewhere, and she was dying of breast cancer. And uh, she knew she was going to die. And yeah. somebody said to her, what would you do differently? And she said, I wouldn't do anything because it made sense. Oh. And I said, fuck, man, I'm being way too sensible. And this is another weird- It's a hell of a quote. You know what I mean? It's so funny. You don't know who said that. You I just don't heard know it. who said that. I wouldn't do anything- I heard, I heard Joe Rogan say that later on yeah. to me. And I never forgot it because I, I didn't tell him that I had heard it before. Yeah. But I remember thinking to myself- I heard that quote too. Yeah. I didn't want to ruin it because it was such a sacred thing for him. I think he told me it. Well, I'm just surprised uh, you're both listening to NPR and that's nice. Yeah. I don't know what he were here. To, but yes. <laughs> yes. We're, we're intellectuals, dude. We read. Yeah. So then, then I heard Springsteen sing Johnny 99 on that live oh, album. Oh yeah. And I went and, and, and it was a confluence of that watching this guy named Robert De Niro do a movie called Raging Bull. I didn't know anything about him or Springsteen. I was way too too old to not know who those guys were Again, when, when this was in college I didn't grow up in this country yeah. it was right after college and I said so I have to I have to do something in that world I have to those seminal moments and experiences are just what kind of what what drive you to desperation yeah uh, a crisis in who do I want to be and where do I want to go again get complicated apes I talk about this stuff I'm really killing the, the yeah. audience yeah no um, but, but that, that would be so that was the moment though you, that's the crisis you're you're yeah. you're doing your Lehman Brothers thing, and you just saw the portal where what your yes. life would look like. Yes, and you're like, fuck it, I can't. I I didn't care enough about money. I didn't yeah. want my life at the end. Of, I didn't want my sort of the culmination of my life to be a number. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's it's it feels. Uh, I, I never thought that much about money. No, I know you didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I, I mean, I should have maybe, but uh, I didn't. Well, what was I was never strategic either. I wasn't good at business. Like I wasn't good. No, at terrible until m- until we, we friends that way. Or, we yeah. built a business out of this thing, but neither me nor my uh, producer, my business partner, we we didn't really know. We weren't entrepreneurs. Yeah. But you know, we we knew we had something. Yeah. And no one really knew how to make money at it, so we kind of like built it with you know with the medium itself. Yeah. As time went on, but yeah. uh, it was never my drive. No. You're yeah. one of the best interviewers. You know, Dove, Dove Davidoff was saying that about you the other day. He Where's said, he at? He said, he's in New York, but he said, Marin is one of the best interviewers, period. Which That's is, nice of him to say. Well, I, I, it's I, also I, true, but, you know. Yeah, no, it's nice. But, I, you know, Dove and I have a, 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 a tense relationship at times, and it's well, nice. Dove to... has a tense relationship with himself. <laughs> yeah. One of my I, favorite people on the planet. Dove went to therapy, and the therapist yeah. looked at him and said, do you, do you think you have a right to exist? Yeah. And he goes, not really. Oh. <laughs> I, used to bring him, <laughs> I used to bring him on stage at this store. It was so mean. I'd call him the thinking man's moron. <laughs> I like but, it. No, I like him. I, I do like him, and, and I know he struggles, and I'm glad that he said a nice thing about me. All right, so you have this crisis, this dark night of the soul that involved uh, Springsteen, De Niro, and uh, a random thing you heard on NPR. That's right, and the random thing I heard. <laughs> and guys, that was the crucible. That's where I made my choice. <laughs> it was dark, man. That's where I resisted the temptation to be ordinary, and now I'm extraordinary. <laughs> 
I broke myself from the cross, unlike Christ. I mended my side. Yeah, there you go. And my stigmata. And you and went I, right out into the street and started I, doing a monologue. I picked up the, from... jaw, the jawbone of an ass and yeah. I slew the Romans. <laughs> yeah. What Dude, did you do? Did you go and quit your, quit your job? I went and joined the neighborhood playhouse. I studied with Sandy Meisner for six weeks. The real he guy. Had voice, he had a voice box. Yeah. And all like that uh, from smoking. And, uh, you were, so you were with Meisner, the actual Meisner of the Meisner. That's technique. where I get my talent. Dude. Yeah, that's where I get my craft. Wait. And then I came to, the, to when I came to L.A. I got Mad TV. But wait, I, what about Meisner? How long were you there? I was there for two years, not with Sandy Meisner. Only six weeks studied with him, but I was at his school for for two years. And that was the that was the first training, really. That was the first training. And that in Meisner is sort of like an offshoot of the method. Uh, like, he wasn't um, as method in a lot of ways. He was about listening and answering. Mm-hmm. He was that mammoth school of acting, which, by the way, I think is limited. Mammoth school is the Atlantic school, where you know that 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 that, that uh, the idea of mammoth is you know stick to the lines, yeah, and the, you know the character will come. Yeah, or mammoth not. simplifies it by saying you 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 come to a scene and you you know an actor you you want something from the other person, right? And acting is doing and, and get what you want. I like I like simplification like that, but Meisner like anything was, else, it becomes Meisner? a little bit more than that. Meisner was just listening and repeating. And the, Meisner was uh, essentially a pound of an ounce of behavior is worth a pound of words. These these things, but really, it was about in, being being honest. What is your honest impulse when you really listen and answer and you're present? Yeah, you'll you'll. Uh, you will give an honest performance. I think the problem with that is it emphasized dueling, not loving, and and scenes. Most scenes are love scenes. I think most scenes in every movie is a love scene of one kind or another. Oh yeah, I do. I think I think everything is 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 a love scene. Even that that famous scene in Quentin Tarantino uh, in in True Romance where Walken's going to kill. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Well, that but feels that, that's like that's a love scene. Yeah, I can. I it can't just see is. That. Yeah, you know, yeah. He kisses him in the end. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then blows his fucking brains out. But, yeah, kiss but, of death. It's yeah. like Michael kissed Fredo too. It's not yeah, good. I get that feeling every time Joe hugs me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a thick kid. He's, give me a hug. I'm like, oh, am I going down? What's going to happen? He now? might just take it. <laughs> yeah. I was picked up. A guy named Shane Carwin, heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, in the UFC, picked me up and started to squeeze me. I'm a grown man, and. uh I, I said, I'm, I'm going to die. I couldn't breathe. And I started tapping. Yeah. And he said, that's a quarter of my strength. And I went, <laughs> was that, that's just the hello? He just wanted to let me know where I stood in the packing order. See, that, that world, I don't know about that. I need you to get comfortable with it. I'm, you're going to join a jujitsu class. We're going to roll around. You'll get staph infection. Don't worry about it. I mean, I, I have, like, I'm an, a relatively athletic guy, but the yeah. competition part of it, I don't need. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a competitive guy. I'm not going to play you in tennis and, and keep score. Yeah. I don't give a shit. If it comes to golf, gonna, I'm, I'm going to cheat. But if, it, but if it's two of you guys you know, you know, jumping around, kicking and punching, yeah. someone's going down. No. When you box, uh, even when I box, it's I'm, I'm, I, get no, I don't get any satisfaction from actually hitting you really hard and hurting you. Yeah. I like the idea that I can. Yeah. I like working on patterns and stuff like that. I yeah. like getting better at something that's impossible to get good at. So it's about you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's, it, it but really is, that, is that you being afraid of competition? You're just accepting that you're not going to win? Well, well boxing is always terrifying. When I, when I get a text from my trainer that says, bring your headgear and your mouthpiece, you're sparring today, I get nervous. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going to happen. Have you broke your nose? Yes, many times. But that was from Taekwondo. 
Really? Yeah. But so wait, wait where'd the Taekwondo? Where'd the, where that was a- college. I, went, I decided not to wrestle and decided I wanted to, I wanted to learn how to kick and punch. And you know how to do that? I mean, I, I I have too many friends that are pro fighters. Yeah. But I mean, I uh, well, I mean, I play the guitar. Answer, the answer I mean, is to an extent, yeah. I'm okay at guitar. I'm, yeah. Okay. You know, so, so you're you're pretty good. So at that. maybe you know. I mean, I I'm I'm an old man now, but you know, I, I you did I, all right. At one point, I thought I was I competed and I I was uh, I was okay. Did it help you with acting? No. Nothing. I don't think so. I, I think because like you have a different uh, different disposition. You are at, you, there's a communication necessary, a physical communication in these things. And I I I, I tell you what, I was playing golf with a guy who's a professional. He said to me, "You have great body awareness. Hmm. You know, you you you. If I tell you to do something, you do it. Yeah, because you know you know how to tell your body to do that. Right. So he said you're a good athlete in that sense. And you're elastic. I'll, I'll take that. You're elastic. Yes, <laughs> I know how to communicate with my body. Yeah. But if I could have done it all over again, rather yeah. than I never felt safe, mm. so that's why I wrestled and did Taekwondo. I what didn't do you mean, feel never safe. Felt, what do you mean? I didn't feel safe in the world in general. Yeah, and I didn't want to. I, I couldn't bear to be a, uh, vulnerable. Did you? So what, I, I would have been a. I should have spent the time I spent in wrestling and in Taekwondo and all that other stuff and jujitsu and maybe even boxing. I should have spent that time learning how to dance and sing. Sure. And play an instrument and cry a little bit. Well, I, I can cry, dude. You, you haven't seen my, my drama reel, but I'll show it to you after this. Well, I know you can maybe cry on purpose, but I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but they, you, you still track all that inability to be vulnerable back to uh, the, you know, I got to go, you know, running, I think out so. of, running out of countries. I, I think so. And also so. maybe your dad was not the big emoter. My father looked at emotion as a weakness, sir. He was a an Irish Marine, so you're not crying at the fucking, you're not crying in the household, sir. All right. Don't dress too fancy and don't be crying. All right. Because you're a boy and you're going to, I'm going to forge you into a man. So we're not going to get emotional because emotions and things like therapy are for the weak. Yeah. That, you know, was, that was it. That's right. You're talking about a 1950s male. You yeah. Fucking Marine. Cry the fuck out of here. Yeah. In fact, my mother said she'd never seen him cry. Huh. And, and w- the only time he cried was when his best friend was killed in a plane crash in the Marines. Uh, and like he cried, the, cried. He probably cried like this at the at the at the funeral. Kind of stood there, and went, eh, 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 and then he was done. <laughs> and that's just the story you heard. Fuck, and that's you just a story. You don't even know if it's true. <laughs> probably bit down on his belt, yeah. <laughs> and then grew a mustache in so, that moment. So I could. So vulnerability was tricky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still is. Why are you opening me up like a fucking wound over here? <laughs> Jesus, Marin. Because that's what we have together. It's I like I always that. looked at you as a, a wounded. I know. That, I am. I don't, I don't think I ever registered. Maybe like, maybe I should have. No, th- you thought of me as a little bit tougher than I am. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't think of you as sad. I mean, you know, wounded. I don't think I'm sad. I'm, a, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a sad guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that also has to do with You're the a, song, a song and dance man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm the Justin Bieber. I'm the Justin Timberlake yeah. slash Bieber yeah, you, you of do, comedy. You do very orchestrated bits, a lot of moving parts. All I'm going to say <laughs> is if I had applied myself, yeah, I could have yeah. danced and sung with the best of them. Isn't that funny, that line? If I, if I just applied myself. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Well, I could have played pro, but I chose <laughs> to go to insurance instead. <laughs> Fuck off. 
So, okay, so Meisner, you, you, you take that in, but it seems like you really absorbed it. Like, you know, at that time, you were like, you know, there, there were different approaches to what I want to do, and I'm going to approach it like I would a sport and learn how to fucking do this. Yes, I wanted to be a, yes. Yeah. I wanted to be a good actor. I wanted to. But you were like, you were open to that. I mean, yes. whether, whether you're vulnerable or not, you were like, you know, like, what, what, it, what it, you know, what, what's the, uh, how, how do I get the tools you yeah. know how, what's the game? Yes, and I and what in L.A. I learned really how to act under Jeffrey Tambor and a guy named Milton Gonzalez, now deceased. Their tutelage, where what you was that school? The Beverly Hills Playhouse was that this was that the culty one? Yes, that was in that was in Going Clear. So a lot of Scientology involved. See, like that mm-hmm. was like that was also hanging over you a little bit in my mind. Like you know, because you were one of those guys years ago, where he's like, you know, he's you know, Callan's in the in the in the cult acting. No, class. never been, never been in the, never been in Scientology. No, I know, but like for some reason, that school had a reputation. They left me alone. I, but I I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. accusing you. I'm just. No, I'm no, just no, I, yeah. I, I want you to explain to me. So, so what happened was that was the teacher. The yeah. teachers, Jeffrey and Milton, were yeah. both Scientologists. They both left the church, and when they left the church, all the Scientologists in the class left the class. Oh, so you were there when that happened? Yes. So it was a little more focused attention from the teachers, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, you never really. They, 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 there were words used in, yeah. in the class about Scientology, like you're having PTSD or PTS, or which means a potential trouble source. Yeah. So there's somebody in your life who's being suppressed. And some of that stuff was very helpful, frankly. I mean, there, there's not, it's not like all of Scientology, from what I no, no, no. Look, I, was, look, I, know. I know there, I, I, there's people I respect as writers yeah. who were able to glean, you know, things from the system that that helped them. And yeah. I think that there, uh, there was a time when uh, people didn't get all in, where they could go for a year and come yeah. out with some tools. But was was the sense that before the 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 class or the school unscientologized mm-hmm. that it was some sort of recruiting uh, uh, I think arm? So. I saw that happen. Mm. I saw that happen. I saw actors who were struggling, and I saw people say, "You know, you could use some yeah, clear. Yeah, you could. You, you could, you could you, yeah, there's something going on with you. Why are you sick? Yeah. You could use." And I saw certain people join the church uh-huh. that way. Do they stay in? I don't know, but they stopped acting. I remember that. Oh, really? Yeah, I never heard from them again. Huh. You know? But you stayed there. At I the stayed school. because I was I, had, I was under I got into the Saturday class with Milton Gonzalez when Burt Reynolds would come by and Neil Simon would be there and all these Anthony Hopkins would come. I mean, I'm talking about real actors that would come by and do scenes. Doris Roberts. Yeah. These people would Hall of Famers would do scenes in my class. Yeah. And sometimes you'd get to do scenes with them. Oh, Gene wow. Reynolds, yeah. creator of MASH, yeah. would write, wrote a scene that I was in. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that's, you know, you, you, you can't argue with that shit. And, and were you always somebody who, like, was proficient at, you know, broad characters? Like, I mean, because, like, like, I mean, you seem yeah. to have the nuts and bolts in place, but you're very quick to kind of, you know, do a, a character. Yeah. And you can do that. Like, I, I can't really do that. I, I don't have... Uh, to me, it's it's too. Uh, you just you just haven't. First of all, that's I can't not surrender true. to it. Well, no, 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 because you haven't had anybody. Uh, y- you haven't been put in a position where you had to try and yeah. learn how to do it. Right. That's all, and it's very uncomfortable. Right. But the reason I did that was because, frankly. I wasn't getting a job by walking into the room. I'm a medium white guy. Yeah. There's nothing about me physically where you're going to go, let's get the guy with brown hair and brown eyes who's 5'11", 170. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I knew that very quickly. I yeah. kind of went, I went on an audition when I was a young man for cute guys in suits. And I wore a suit. And yeah. then I got there and I saw what Hollywood cute guys were. Yeah. I started laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. This is the best guys I've ever fucking seen. If right. this is what a cute guy is, I'm, I'm, 
I'm so I'm a fucking spore. I'm a mushroom with eyes next yeah, to these guys. Right. So I I, I said I got to be funny. Patty Jenkins, who was my girlfriend for a long time, who wrote uh, directed um, Wonder Woman and wrote and directed Monster. Yeah. She was the one who said, "Hey, jackass, you're trying to be Robert De Niro. You're trying to be brooding. You're not. You're funny. Yeah. Stand up comedy. Yeah. Do that." Oh really? Yes, she's the one who got me into stand-up. I, I forgot that we were you were a comic there for a minute. So when yeah. did you start doing that? In New York? In New York, when you were, I would do those shows that you were always the star of. Right, that's where you started. Right, yeah, yeah. okay, because that's where I met you. But you had already been acting for a while. Yes, like you'd already been working. I'd a little been bit. doing plays, I, and I'd done. I think I met you actually after Mad TV. That's right. Really? Yeah, I think. When no, was that's that? not true. That's not true, because in fact. Dave Becky, who yeah. I always credit for giving me my start. You were one of his guys? Dave Becky. Nope. Dave Becky saw a tape of mine. Yeah. And Dave Becky said, you're talented. I want you to come down and do Rebar. Right. I so rebar, rebar was the pre-Luna. Uh, yes. Luna. Yep. That was when Amy Poehler and Upright Citizens would do like- Well, it was that weird place. Art. It wasn't even a good place. It was that back room. There were no chairs. Yeah. And there was a very uncomfortable stool type of yep. situation. Yep. And everybody sat on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. 19, 19 what? 1994 maybe? Yeah. yeah. 93, 94. Yeah. And uh, I fucking, uh, I, I remember I had my first little small victories there. I was, I, I'd, I'd get up and I made people laugh. You were doing terrifying. characters? I wasn't. I was doing- um, I Very was just manic, doing weird shit. I, yeah. was, I would do like more performance art. Right, it worked. Yeah, it would work. Yeah, and uh, and I, I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this, or I get to do this. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then and then uh, my a manager saw me, put me up for Mad TV. Becky? I got Mad No uh, Becky got Ken Tresh Ken Trush Yeah, and he saw me, and uh, there, a show called Mad TV came yeah. along. Yeah, and I auditioned, and I I got the job. And, and then, you were in the first crew of Mad TV? I was, original cast member. Yeah. Not ready for the job, not experienced, but didn't really belong. And you had to do uh, <clears throat> characters. Yeah. But you had been doing a little of that. Again, this is where desperation comes in. Sure. You know, the audition required five characters. I was so afraid. I was so genuinely terrified I wasn't ever going to work right. and make it. Yeah. That, that, you know, when I went in for that audition... I've never wanted anything that bad in my yeah. life. To the point where if I didn't get it, I would have died. Yeah. I couldn't go back to Hoboken, New Jersey and be a temp at Goldman Sachs. I just couldn't do it anymore. Is that what you were doing? Yes. I just couldn't do so it. So you'd, you'd fallen back into the banking world somehow? Well, I was just temping. I was oh, doing yeah. whatever I could and they liked me. So I stayed there for a little. I was, you know, making coffee. So who was in that crew? The original crew. I can't remember. Orlando Jones, oh, Nicole yeah. Sullivan, Phil Lamar, who's got a huge voiceover career and so talented. Yeah. Um, uh, Artie Lang, yeah, our dear Artie Lang. Oof. I know. I worry about him. Uh, I don't know what happened, but um, it keeps and, happening. Uh, I know. And Deborah Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah. Deborah Wilson. Yeah, I remember Deborah Wilson. Yeah, from yep. the Village Gate, from that yep. improv crew. Yeah, yeah. That I, that that piggy story that Artie talks about when we did Babe Watch, he was dressed like a pig and he was yeah. doing blow. I I threatened his coke dealer that day. You did? <laughs> Why to get away from him? I was young and I was a hothead back then, my yeah. friend. I, yeah. I said some nasty things to him. To the coke <clears throat> dealer. Yeah, I was ready to fight him. Why? Because I thought he was taking my friend away from me. And, but and I wasn't, you were it right. Wasn't my, it wasn't my place. Yeah. It wasn't my place. Did you get into a lot of real fights? Nope. Hmm. I've been in them, but no. No? no? No, I was always too cautious. But yeah, I mean, I've been in, I suppose, for lack of a better word, I've been in those, you know, when I was young. You're not going to take any shit. 
I meet him halfway. <laughs> Kept a couple guys busy, Mark. You know what I mean? I mean, if I have to open up on you, I'm, 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 I mean, I see openings. I mean, it's a free country. A man can't take a couple openings. You're going to come at me with your arms down. I'm, I see it. I'm, for me, you, you call yourself a man. I see a target. That's all. Just come correct, Mark. If you're going to come at me, come correct. Because I'm going to meet you. Who is that guy? I don't know. I just love that. <laughs> I love that. It's like my friend who asked a Delta Force guy, this elite commander, you ever kill anybody? And he goes, never stop to look, brother. I, like, oh, no. I want to be that guy. <laughs> you I want to say still want to be that guy. Of course I want to be that guy. But I've seen you do a lot of uh, you know little parts in movies where you're different types of people. You play you've played Middle Eastern people. Mm-hmm. You've played uh, uh, Israeli. Well, sure. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle Eastern yeah, Israeli. Yeah. I go from Italian to Israeli porn star. It's very Greek. Good. Have you done a Greek guy? It's all the same fucking. It's all the same character. Yeah. <laughs> when I did Hangover, I did that character. I did Hangover too, and I came with oh, him, yeah. all these different characters. You know, maybe he's spanning himself like Ariana Huffington, and he talks like this. Yeah. They're like, nah, do that. Do Eddie. Do the same character. We'll just put you in a wig and darken your skin. I'm like, no, but they'll know. He's like, Todd Phillips like, you're not that important. They're not going to know. Just do what I tell you. I was like, all right, fuck it. I just work with him. I did the Joker. I did too. That's right. You did the Joker. Did Joaquin say anything to you? Did he say hi or bye? He said, I think at one point, you know, when he drifted out of character for a second, he went, Marin. Wow. That was about it. But then it was interesting because in the scene, he decided- you know, in that scene with the three of us, yeah. that he was not going to acknowledge me at all. But it was a good choice. No, 100%. The guy's a real method actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. And and uh, in five days, I didn't, he didn't, I don't think he looked at me once. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Because whatever he has to do to get to that point is <clears throat> the most important he thing. He only talked to Todd. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, that wasn't and, and look, that kind of discipline, I can't do that. I'm not that kind of actor. I, I don't want to be that guy. I'm, I'm not that guy. I, I, you know, that's a very special. But, but aren't thing. you happy that, you know, you have enough experience? Like, cause there's part of you when you're on those sets, you know, and like, I'm so grateful cause it, it's happened to me when I'm, you know, as old as I am is the yeah. first time I'm doing that. But, you know, you, you really realize like this is a professional environment. I'm not going to like, you're not going to sit there and like, I'm just going to wait for my window to no. just say hi to to you know connect and no, connect no, with Joaquin. Yeah. No, it's I don't, like, give, a, I don't, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. By the I mean, way, I I can't do what you can do. You can't do what I can do. Right. Yeah, I'm not. You what know, you, why are you yelling at me now? No, because In because general. now I'm getting now I'm going low again, bro. <laughs> now I'm going this low. That's where again. it starts, Joaquin. If there's a problem, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm elastic. Come at me. I'm facile. You meet him halfway, and I'll meet you halfway, bro. <laughs> I'll meet you more than halfway. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah. but you you do your your regular gig now is sort of the Goldbergs, yeah. So I have a yes, but I I got they gave me my own show, me and Tim Meadows. Uh, oh really? Yeah, and my wonderful. Oh, schooled. Co-stars. Yeah, and that is that has, has not been on yet. It's we thirteen episodes. We're doing very well in the ratings. I hear good things. We'll see what happens. Really, and you're and it's your show. Yeah, look, it only took me twenty five years to make it in Hollywood. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to work on this new You've show. You've been for, working a long time. I know, but come on, to have my own show, you know, to be the star of a show is yeah, good. You know, it's a lot of responsibility. I, I I'm used to being the other guy, and right. now, I'm, now I'm on my feet all day. Do you think about it differently? Oh, it's just like yeah, you're old and tiring. You know, I, I, I it's I less know. waiting. Yeah, there's less waiting. Yeah, there's there's more money, but you spend what you make. You yeah, know? do you? And, in a way. I don't... Well, you have kids. I got kids. How many? Two. Uh-huh. How old? Seven and ten. Mm. So he has a lot of money it's going in. It's an interesting in. thing with those, because they're human beings. You, you 
their their happiness is more important than your own in many yeah. ways. That's a yeah. very weird place to be. Well, no, that's I think that's a responsible way to be. Well, it, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it, it's a great thing, but it's also scary, man. I don't like loving something that much. It, so why? Are you afraid? Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine it. I, I've said it before, but I'm worried about the kids I, I didn't have in my mind. Like <laughs> yeah. if I, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. No, you would be a, yeah. a, a, a neurotic Where is he? Mess. What time is it? Exactly. <laughs> it's hard not to be that way. Yeah. Where's because the, because the, the idea that something would happen to them is, uh, you know. Devastating. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can't even think about it. Yeah. And what about you? How well, have you changed? For me, it's about getting my my keeping my bench press and my squat where it was when I was thirty, and that's pretty much the only thing I give a fuck about. And keeping my hand speed up, you know that, though. Sure, you know that, sure, but you know that. But yeah. also my kicks, yeah. I got to go low and high. And a lot of guys at my age stop stop kicking to the head. That's why I stretch. That's yeah. why stretching is so, so important. important. Yeah. And you and I are going to do some stretching after this I, podcast. I'm looking forward to it. That was the only reason I had you on. Do you have a hot room here? Do you have a hot room? Of course. Good. I, I just got to go turn on the faucet. Good, Get good. Steam. I'll stretch you out and we'll see what happens. You got a mustache? The night is still young? Is it big enough, my mustache? Fuck yeah, and I brought some blow, blow, oh. blow, <laughs> echo, and echo. I know you're sober, but listen. Yeah, listen. Just listen. one time, this one time. This one time, bro. Will you focus? We'll do we'll, another podcast. We'll talk. We're back. Uh, yeah, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marin did blow for the first time in 20 years. I'm going to get him going. That's going to be great. But uh, but you but you know, it seems like you're, you're proactive and you're trying to be a better man. It's all you can do. Is it? It's all you can do. I, there's, a, there's a Zen poet who wrote a, a poem book, really, yeah. that said one continuous mistake. Yeah. And life is essentially that. Life is sort of a... You know this idea that you're presented with the situation. You got to right. kind of improvise your way out of it. You're yeah. going to make mistakes. Sure, right. Oh, so yeah. in that sense, you got to be forgiving when you do. I think so. I think uh, you, you know it's 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 good not to beat the shit out of yourself all the time. Yeah, I yeah. just recently started doing that. Not doing it. I, uh, yeah, I always. It's so funny you say that. I always, I, and I didn't even realize I did it. I just always was comparing myself to fucking. You know, Michelangelo, like I'm not suffering enough and I, I'm lazy. And finally I was like, hey, I'm doing, I'm trying really hard, man, yeah. most of the time. Right. And, uh, you know, and I am deeply flawed, but I'm, I mean, it, sometimes you do, you got to leave yourself the fuck alone, man. It, it ha it's a little easier as you get older because like certain things stop mattering. That's right. That's but right. like, you know, but I assume like, I mean, I can only imagine like, you know, living up, we, like, growing up with a, a, a father who's fundamentally a Marine, you know, you're going to be kind of hard on yourself. I think so. Because like, if you're not like him, that little him inside your brain is yeah. just going to live there. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you ready for a life and death situation, right? I mean, this <laughs> becomes this whole weird thing. Like what happens when somebody, when somebody closes in on me? <laughs> If I got to protect my family from a gang wielding machetes, those are questions. I think about that shit all the time. First time I ever shot a deer, uh, uh, it was my friend uh, Steve Ranella. Yeah. I think he, or maybe it was Ryan Callahan. I think they said something like, "That was a good shot. Have you shot before?" Yeah. I said no, but I've been doing that in my mind my whole <laughs> life. I've been <laughs> up on a hill defending my territory are from you, all that for the barbarians. Are you, are you a hunter? I I'm not a hunter, but I have hunted. A number of times on the show Meat Eater with Joe Rogan. Oh, Turkey, it? deer, Alaska, Montana, Napa Valley. But Turkey, I can get that. But didn't you? Did you feel bad for the deer? Yes, I love venison. I love hunting. 
mainly because you're miserable and you bond. Yeah. But uh, killing the animal, um, Not great. and I will say that in my kills, I've dropped the animal immediately. Yeah. And that's because I, uh, I think I'm so afraid I'm going to hurt it. So I want it to die right away. But I don't like killing the animal. I like I the differentiation between hurt and kill. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll wing you. Yeah. <laughs> as a warning. But only if you're a man. You understand? I'll wing you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, here, here's, I heard a great, I, I heard a great <laughs> football player. Who was funny. it? Daryl uh, Dawkins or uh, Brian Dawkins from Philadelphia, the, the, the wide receiver. Uh, you asking the, the wrong the, guy. This, okay. Uh, he was a safety for the Eagles. And a great Hall of Fame player. And he said, he said, well, I don't swear. He said, you don't swear? He goes, no, no I, I don't swear. I'm a righteous man. I'm a religious man. I don't swear. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to put my medicine on you. I might have to put some medicine on you. <laughs> I never forgot that. So when he puts his medicine on, now, I'll keep you honest. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing I wish I'd said. I'll put my medicine. Now, now, I'm a good guy. Mark, you know I'm a good guy. I do, yeah. Now, you come at me, you come at me a little too, too strongly. I'll put my medicine on you. <laughs> you understand? I do understand. All right, that's all I'm saying. I'll yeah. put my medicine on you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so we we've got... established that I'm, I, I can talk tough. Yeah, I think we have. But yeah. but I, I also think that there's another layer. Hopefully. Like I, No, no, I think that you know you can talk tough and, and then claim that you're just talking tough. But I think what, what, if it came down to brass tacks, you're probably pretty tough. I, I work hard at at least having an answer. See, like I, I, a physical I, I, answer. I think this whole sort of like, hey, I'm just a cat. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a layer of bullshit. You're, you, you, you know, you know, I can tuck my chin and throw down. Yeah. 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 I, and, I, and by the way, I, I can I, pull back and make you miss I, and make you pay for extended. I, I appreciate the charm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, you're looking at my hands, you're looking at the glint in my eye, yeah, and you know, nothing but trouble. you know, it's you problem. know that you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. You're gonna have, you won, you won. You're going to have your hands full, bro. <laughs> Do me a favor. Pack a lunch. If you're coming at me, at least pack a lunch. Have the, have, have the, the, the respect to know that you're going to be, you're gonna, your hands are going to be full. Keep your hands full. I'm going to keep your hands full. We've established, we know that, right? You remember, you, how, how much did, were you influenced by Rick Shapiro? I only met Rick a couple of times. You never saw him work in New York, the, the sort of manic saw character work? Saw him a couple work. of times, yeah. I mean, it's a, you know. Incredible. Yeah, there's a commitment yeah. there. Yeah. All right, well, I think that we had a couple of moments. I think so too, buddy. I think yeah. this has been a huge success. It has? You feel good about it? Do I we... like that we podcast. I, I enjoy talking to you. At least yeah. we had a chance to connect. Yeah, yeah. And it's, everything's like good each now. Other. Yeah, we like yeah. each other. And, um, you know, I, I'll call you. Have Brendan Schaub I... on. I think you'd like it. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me he, do a little he, research. Yeah, he'll never. Does he'll he never, throw down? Yeah, he'll never. Uh, he 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 <laughs> would see. never. Uh, he's the one. He might words. shove you around a little bit. Oh but yeah. No, no, he would never do that. Nah. He doesn't even like to talk about fighting. No. No. Was he a boxer? He was a uh, a heavyweight in the UFC. Uh, he was. Uh, he won Golden Gloves, but he was uh, a real fighter. It's just so funny. That's like this is the fundamental issue. It's like you know, I know there's I know you guys. I know you. I know you're out there doing your thing. Yeah. I'm an old man. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. You know, like you know, I know, like I have a point of view that uh, you know is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, like when I follow Rogan or if he follows me, you know, we're both doing fine. But there's definitely a difference. Like you know, that's yeah. that, and I'm this. Yeah. And I know that, like on some level, you know, we we've we've been fighting for centuries, <laughs> and. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's very funny. Yes, yes. for yes. one way or another. Yeah, but but I'm I'm okay but with it. But you should for the most come part. over to our side for a second. So here's what we should do. You and I'm dead serious. You should come. Yeah, but to that means that, that means I'm the guy that dies by accident. No, that's not true. No. You come to Gloveworks. We we get in the ring. Listen, you and Rogan. I, no, no, you and I. Look yeah. at look at me. My buddy Wayne McCulloch, uh, world champion, silver medalist I'm in the 55. Olympics. Doesn't matter. Okay. I'm 52. Right. He's a wonderful man. Yeah. We put on gloves. You just, just we move around. I throw some punches at you. Yeah. I show you how to keep your hands up. <laughs> you get tired. Yeah. You feel like you did something. You learn a little something about boxing, where to stand, and we have a good time. A couple of morons throwing, throwing down. But all of a sudden, you're in the arena. You're in the ring. Yeah. And somebody goes, Mark, you ever been in a ring? You ever yeah. thrown, thrown hands? And you go, Yeah. A couple of times. <laughs> couple times and then they go well where with who and you go don't worry about it yeah just 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 come correct (laughs) when you're around me mind your p's and q's all right and if you come at me i'm gonna meet you halfway well oh yeah Yeah. i'll meet you halfway i'll keep you busy you know what i mean (laughs) bottom line is mark maron's not hearing a fucking peep yeah he's not hearing a peep out of most people That's kind of thing. That's all I hear is peeps. Yeah, I like that too. My, my buddy said that to me in New York. This giant guy was playing basketball, yeah. and I was like, "Jesus!" And he goes, "Oh, he's not hearing a peep out of us. He's not hearing fucking peep one out of us." Because <laughs> he's words, just in his own thing. Well, no, he'll beat you up. Oh. Like, you're not. He's not hearing it. <laughs> well, you have a complaint? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, he'll just he'll just he'll swat you out of the way like a bear. <laughs> know that there are men that can do that. I know. I know. Yeah, but you, you, I'm going to bring you into my. All right, okay. All I'll right? come. Yeah, I'll put the gloves on and do the dance. A- anytime you want, you'll love it. Okay. You're just. You think it's not for you? No, no. I've, I've, I've hit. The, I've hit a thing. No, no. But you're going to hit a person now. We're going to move around. Okay. No, but I, like, I, I had a trainer once that had me hitting the gloves. You know, showed me how I to. I don't like. I don't like the way you're punching. Well, now. no, I don't. <laughs> Need your elbows in. Exactly. Need you more relaxed. Like, there you go. Keep the guard up, right? Uh, like uh, one here. Sort of. Like that. Sort of. Uh, you don't have to turn it over that much, but I'm not mad. I like the rings. The rings would cut me up. <laughs> That's what they're for, I'd man. lose hydraulics in six yeah. seconds with, those, <laughs> with rings. those rings. All right, buddy, let's go stretch. All right, buddy, you're the best. Thanks. Yeah, funny, right? That was fun. Cracking me up. I think we're different types of dudes, but you know, he didn't seem to think so on some level. But I think we are. It's not a bad thing. It's just different, right? Uh, Brian's special, Complicated Apes, is now available on iTunes, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and and wherever else you can find it. Hey, I'll start branching out more on the guitar in a little bit. Right now, it's like it just seems limited to my Echo Box and one of two guitars in the amp because of my slightly compromised recording situation up here. But uh, I will play some. I will play something familiar because I've probably played it before. Boomer lives. 